My name is Tim. I won't tell you my last name. None of us will ever tell you our last name. Except for Jenna. If I tell you my last name, the Yerks could find me. Yerks probably aren't real. I'm reading a book that was written for middle schoolers. Tim. My name is Alex. And I'm Megan. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hi. Hello. What's going on? How was your week? I'm officially in rehearsal again, and work is work. Work, work. I don't get to complain about being tired this week. <laughs> yeah. On a podcast with Tim. <laughs> I am going to And probably asleep. on a podcast with Meg. <laughs> I will say this, this is the first time that after three rehearsals, I've been on my third revision of a schedule in the first week. I don't know if that's good or bad. You've said this to me already this week, and I've just kind of nodded. kind of extreme. Okay. Like, in theory, you put out a schedule at the beginning of the week, and you don't touch it again. Maybe you make a change. Three and as many rehearsals is kind of a lot. It did seem a bit extreme. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you how wonderful the weather is here? You may gloat, yes. (laughs) It's a... Gorgeous 65, bit of a breeze, a little bit of clouds. I had to unroll my sleeves earlier when I went outside for lunch because it's just a little bit too chilly for short sleeves for a few minutes. But after I walked and got some blood moving, it was warm again. And I'm going to tell the Yerks where you are. (laughs) I swear my group chat with my mom, sister, and grandmother has been my mom and grandmother going well it's like a hundred here and my sister being like it's like 40 something right now and me being like no everything's perfect i don't know (laughs) what you're bitching about i was in the theater conference room collating some pages for the cast and one of the faculty members walks through and she's like every time i go outside i think it will be nice and then i don't it's i don't know what the word is for it and i just turn her and i say soup Yeah, it's soup outside. Well, hopefully the hurricane knocks some weather out for you guys. It didn't yet. Well, I don't think it's near you yet. I think it's still down in Florida. Actually, it may not be a hurricane yet. Is this the next one, not the last one? Yeah, nine. Uh, I don't think they've actually named it yet. I don't think it's quite hit the status yet. Did you say nine? They call it nine until it's the ninth one to start this is so not important so it's it's the christopher eccleston hurricane was it, it is <laughs> wasn't the last one the fourth one no maybe i don't it know was, it was it's so deep. you maybe don't require a job that has to keep an eye on all these because i get emails obsessively about what states are on awareness <laughs> and which ones you can't bind in because like you don't want people jacking up the price of their aircraft right before a hurricane hits and then not moving it from the state and then all suddenly they wanted $2 million on a $500,000 aircraft. Anyways, yes, I obsessively watch hurricanes. Binding stuff sounds like witchcraft. <laughs> this is America. Insurance is witchcraft. <laughs> I just did so, sell my soul. <laughs> um, if I fall asleep during this podcast, I'm leaving it in. I'm just letting okay. you know. <laughs> okay. 
I'm just sad we glossed over that joke about the ninth hurricane being Christopher Eccleston. We both because I was laughed. Gonna, yeah, we didn't. I was going to... Oh, okay. Well, I was going to get to this whole thing about the war hur- hurricane eventually being <laughs> mentioned and it being John Hurt, the warricane. So, Tim, you can go cut that back in. Yeah. right? Did you see that... Nope, it's not Eccleston. It's Capaldi that's going to be in the new Suicide Squad. Yeah. The cast actually made me go, yeah, okay. Maybe I'll actually pay attention. Suicide Squad has a lot of making up to do. Uh, Here's the thing. It's a soft reboot. James Gunn is directing. And Steve Mnuchin is no longer producing. So I can ethically feel comfortable seeing it. Highest of fives. Can I I also say that Warricane is my wrestler name? Yes. I'll allow it. All right. I'll only 5% of box office take for the name. Fair, fair, fair. You know what's even better is that the name and all this hurricane conversation kind of fits because it's a book where we go into the ocean. That's true. Your favorite kind of book. (laughs) Oh my god, I actually almost texted you to be like, man, I wonder how much this book played into my phobias. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about calamari? I actually really like calamari. It's not octopus, but I like calamari. It's not octopus. (laughs) So I I have a note, and this is the entire note. It says page 66, octopus self-doubt. And so I just had to reread all of page 66 to try and figure out what that meant. And, and what it was, was it was my own self-doubt, because when they kept calling squid calamari, I kept thinking, I my whole life I thought that was octopus. My whole life Wait, I thought that was so octopus. You, you thought calamari was actually octopus? No, calamari is octopus. Calamari is not octopus. No. Calamari is squid. Is it squid? Yes. Yeah. Do no. you know the, to- the culinary term for octopus? No. Octopus. Yeah, I don't really? know why we call it calamari. Well, you know, I'll internet it while Tim gives his uh, summary. I think somebody actually corrects them wrong in the book. They do. Oh, I that that. <laughs> oh, now I don't even know how I feel about myself. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that entire discussion is like, you know, when we record like panelology, like when I come home for the holidays, and it's like the what six of us in a room. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. That that's was that ex- conversation. That's exactly what that's like. Oh my god, it's a pun. <laughs> Stop. No, is it really? So calamari comes from the Italian calamaro, which comes from the medieval Latin calamarium, which means, based on the Greek word kalamos, pin case, because squids are full of ink. Oh my goodness. Kalamos means pin, calamarium means pin case. Squids are full of ink and long and tapered. Calamari's a pun, guys. Also, I just want to point out that I heard pen wrong. When he said pen case, I was thinking like a pen cushion. Pen, as in <laughs> writing pen. For the Spanish-speaking <laughs> listeners, boligrafo. <laughs> All right, so let me do the recap. <laughs> it's only been 11 minutes. Are you sure you're ready? Because <laughs> nobody's said the name of the book yet. <laughs> Okay, Rachel gets hit on by not Jake and wonders about her life dating a bird. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I muted so I could open my soda. Fuck you. (laughs) She goes to the mall and runs into Cassie. And Eric, his hologram is fading. Rachel gets him close to escape. The whole Chi internet is down. Two Chi are in extra danger. So the gang has to go to an abandoned house to rescue her. And then they have to get to the Pimalite ship. Three miles down in the ocean, the gang birds over to a criminal hideout, morphs big, and has a three-way battle with cops and criminals. 
They get the chi after taking significant damage and drop her at a junkyard. The gang needs squid morphs. They need a sperm whale morph to get them. Right then, a sperm whale beaches itself. That's probably Elemis bullshit. The gang draws <laughs> straws to see who is a whale. Rachel and Tobias cheat. Rachel starts a fight with the squid as a whale, and Tobias finishes it. The gang acquires and morphs giant squids. Oh no, they are hungry cannibals. They gain control and make their way to the Pimelite ship. Axe shuts down the single, but then a chi self-destruct sequence starts. Visser 3 is here with bug fighters. Was wrong about Elemis bullshit was Cryak bullshit. <laughs> a lackey of his named Drode. The gang inks their floaty bubbles. Oh yeah, they're in floaty bubbles. So they can big animal morph. There is a big battle. Eric shows up to stop it. Drode offers Rachel a job. All she has to do is kill Jake. The gang goes home and Rachel turns down another date from that same guy so she can be birds with Tobias. Can I just say how much I fucking love this book? <laughs> it was very good. Also, there is so much happening and it is so intricate and convoluted. It just makes me happy. A quick shout out to Laura. Oh, fucking hell. I should have made one of you say her name. <laughs> All right. Laura Badiani Wise. Wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Badiani Wise. Yeah. Was she that our ghostwriter? Yep, that is our ghostwriter. Okay, so I went back and forth on whether or not this was ghostwritten the whole time because it was so much better than the last ghostwritten book. It is a different ghostwriter. Yeah, that must be why. But it was very good. Yeah, it was funny. Yep. There were still seems things that didn't seem to fit, like a little bit of, like, I guess, violent actions that didn't seem to fit the way Applegate wrote it. But for the most part, I couldn't tell that this one was ghostwritten. Yeah, it definitely um, feels more more genuine, I guess is yeah. the word. And it is, I guess, I feel like we're starting to get really relationship heavy in these books, and I just don't want that. <laughs> Rachel even calls Tobias her boyfriend in her monologue in this. No. Yeah. She never uses the word boyfriend. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. I feel like if their natural form is a bird, you can't call him a boyfriend. <laughs> a bird friend? Bird friend? I wasn't in the mood to deal with people right now. I didn't like the way I was feeling. I didn't like the way I had reacted. I didn't like the moment of hesitation. The moment when I considered the fact that I was the only girl in the school whose, I guess, boyfriend was, how should I put it, a bird. What page is that? Eight. Wait, do you think I made that up? No, I just don't know okay. how I that. <laughs> I thought I highlighted that section, but I guess I did not. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I could have gotten away with making it up. Sure. <laughs> don't try. I won't. Um, I will say this, though. The next time we get Jin on the show, at Dragon Con, she played Hatoful Boyfriend. Oh, and can report back on it. <laughs> I have told her the next time she is on, she in fact has to report on it. Did she? Uh, no, I'm not even going to ask. We'll just wait and see. I asked no questions, so I couldn't answer anyway. Oh, okay. Say I'm a bird. You're a bird. The wind beneath my wings. Am I supposed to be still repeating you? I don't think so. That would be <laughs> weird at a certain point. So when Rachel picks a store to take Eric to so he won't look out of place, did either of you think Spencer's? Because I didn't. I mean, in this 2019... My first thought probably would have been something like the Apple store. No, I still went back like 99. What was the store with like all the weird gadgets that you could never Brookstone. Afford? Yeah, that's where my mind went. I was going to say 99, I'd have gone to Brookstone. I'd have gone to Brookstone and just like weakened Bernie's him in a chair. Yeah. 
The Apple Store and Brookstone are too wide open and bright. I think Spencer's was a good choice because it's dark and probably people don't pay a lot of attention there. No, they're too busy looking at like the penis stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Like Spencer's was always that weird store that kind of wanted to be a sex store, but it's not a sex store. (laughs) (laughs) And had like penis art, but like that was it. None of this classy puppetry of the penis though. No, no. I do have some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shot glasses somewhere from there. There was a theater in town that at one point years ago had in its three spaces, it was a booking venue, the vagina monologues, Menopause the Musical, and Puppetry of the Penis, and they could not list anything on their marquee. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how that would work. <laughs> I could still list Menopause, that's not... I wouldn't think it would be a problem either, but here we are. It was probably 20 years ago, and the geographic region in which we live. So, this book takes place over a day? It's a busy, it's like eight hours, in fact. Yeah. Maybe yeah. ten if you count page one to, you know, the end. That's a lot of morphing in one day. That is a lot. Also, the morphing has gotten very fast. Yeah. Like, it used to take them ten minutes a pop to morph. Like, eight for Cassie. Yeah, and now like they're doing it in like three to five. two or three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't really enjoy the like visuals. It's like almost to the point where you're like, all right, we've seen them morph enough times. I don't particularly need to reread this. And it's like, no, 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 no. You do. Because Rachel, when she's turning into a whale, turns into a giant Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> and then a whale. Um, I also liked the, uh, oh, what was the image? She had an egg hatching a bunch of snakes. For morphing oh, yeah. the squid. <laughs> and specifically her line, well, that's a new nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, if we're going to talk about great lines in this book, though, I think there's one that that made it to the Animorphs out of context Twitter. <laughs> yes. I um, do have to say when I saw that, I was like, God damn, Anne's caught up with us. <laughs> and no. also, man, what a coincidence. Somebody was on their Elvis bullshit. <laughs> um, this is, I think, the Animorphs answer to who watches the Watchmen. Can we agree with that? <laughs> so what's the quote? We'd see who jerked who. <laughs> and and did, we, did we answer the question whether or not there should be a whom in there? Oh, it should definitely be whom. That's no question. Okay. I only I only phrased it that way so as not to give it away in the Discord. Is it a is the fir- who who jerked whom? whom. Okay, yeah. The twelve whom year old is, children. I never get the who and the whom right. Whom is an object? Who does the jerking? Whom gets jerked? <laughs> You'll never forget now. I won't. I won't. Also, I hope that never makes it to any elementary schools. I definitely read this in an elementary <laughs> school. <laughs> and knowing Alex, probably went. That should be who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and? And what? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't really know where you're going to go next with this, and I'm, I don't I'm know. already uncomfortable. There was a moment where I was like, I could drop my SAT verbal score here, but goddamn, I'm in my 30s. Why would I do that? I mean, also, standardized testing is bullshit, and... Standardized testing is so bullshit. But so is getting hung up on who versus whom. I agree, Alex. (laughs) I'm not going to live or die by it. I'm just saying. If we had to identify a quote. It's okay. Watch this. 
there's a missing Oxford comma somewhere in here. Can Tim now find look? It? Oh, the court no, has there... legally the court has legally ruled that Oxford commas. I know. Yeah. Wait. I'm also kidding. That's not true. There's no missing Oxford comma that. I oh have. man, I was about to, I was tearing <laughs> through the book right now. How did I miss this? But but can you find the uncapitalized dumpster? And there's no dumpster. There's no dumpster in here. There's not You're one. Correct. Um, wait, hold on. What did the court say about the Oxford comma? Oh, that the Oxford comma's presence is legally relevant. Yes. When and in... why? I had a very good Oxford comma example a couple of days ago. Let me just see if I can find this. Uh, the... It was a tweet about former speaker of the a former speaker of the house. Oh, the one I saw was uh, I'd like to thank my parents, Batman and Wonder Woman. Here we go. This was a Politico headline. Newt Gingrich, a three-star Air Force general and former publicist for Michael Jackson and Prince, wants to create a $2 billion, $2 billion sweepstakes who can determine who can, who can establish and run the first lunar base. Newt Gingrich is neither a three-star Air Force general nor a former publicist for Michael Jackson and Prince. Ah, I was just wondering that. I was like, when did he do all that? <laughs> he did it. That's why we need Oxford commas. <laughs> Yeah, the court ruled that without the Oxford comma, the whatever guidelines, it's the court case is about, I think, a truck driver or something. Um, but the guidelines were too ambiguous without the Oxford comma. At the end of the day, everything is about clarity for the reader. Don't forget that. Students who are taught to pad essays with extra words to meet minimums. <laughs> <laughs> and National Novel Writer contested. That too. <laughs> Word counts are bullshits. Bullshit. <laughs> There are, there are a lot of bullshits. There are a lot they of They are. Ugh. Everyone is a bullshit. <laughs> Guys, what is this episode? I don't know. I mean, this is kind of how the book felt, though. They were just so yeah. fucking exhausted with their week, their day, hour, week. <laughs> and it's just like, man, let's argue about book titles. Yeah, I felt a little seen in how tired they were. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the 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 the... Final acknowledgement of the biggest plot hole in Animorphs to date, surveillance cameras. Oh, they did mention it. Oh, yeah, this time they finally <laughs> did. No, no joke. There was a post in the Animorphs Facebook group that was like, how would things change? And I was like, man, it's a good thing security cameras were invented in the past 20 years. And someone was like, we had security cameras in the 90s. I was like, not according to Animorphs. <laughs> He's like, but not all security guards would be yours. It's like, yeah, but if I am a security guard watching an elevator and fucking kid turning into an animal, I'm selling that shit. But yes. I mean, the National Enquirer would be very interested in half bat, half human children. Exactly. Have we have we talked about my obsession with Bat Boy? Have we talked about uh, <laughs> my having designed lights for a production of Bat Boy the Musical? Yes, we have. have. Which yes, we have was featured all. in the National Furry Magazine. Yes, yes, we have. Have I made you watch Puffs, Tim? No. Oh, is, we have failed you. Does Bat Boy Tim make an appearance? Cedric. So there's a point where Wade, the main character, is helping Cedric. You haven't read Harry Potter, but Cedric competes in the Triwizard Tournament. So he's like, here's the book of creatures. Cedric is a relatively important character who goes on to become a vampire later in his no, life. No, stop that. Don't actually throw that out there. That's not true. <laughs> later in the actor's life. Fine. Oh, oh. He goes from Cedric to vampire to Batman. Okay, no, so, I know who you're talking about now. So Wade's like showing him this book and he's like, I don't actually know enough creatures. Maybe Batman or something about Batman. And he's like, Batman? And his eyes gets really big and he's like, 
What half's the bat? <laughs> it's wonderful. Later, there's a t-shirt that's a Batman logo, but it's become like top half bat, bottom half man. Yes. <laughs> and then there's the X-Men with the, 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 the badger. Yes, Wolverine's head is replaced with a badger's head. Anyways, everybody should watch Puffs. Yes. Okay, we'll make this a thing. If you enjoy 90s children's literature, you might also like Harry Potter, sleeper hit of the last decade. <laughs> and change. <laughs> so I think it's starting to push 30 years, but at least 20. Sleeper hit of the last couple of decades. <laughs> and change. But yeah, we have a very important plot point here about how uh, the drode knocks out some security cameras. Yeah. yeah. So that the kids can safely have a gorilla carry a chi android out of a mall. Which is like the least weird thing that they would have done ever on a security camera. Yep. Ever. Oh, which means the Elemist is like constantly just. Yeah. Like, you know, security cameras. Hey, it, the Elemist has to be getting annoyed at how much he has to mess with stuff. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's is actually an Elemist simulator. <laughs> I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's. I haven't either, <laughs> but it involves watching security cameras. Ah. It's about the extent of knowledge, and maybe it's monsters yeah. and their Funko Pop dolls. That's <laughs> there, uh, it's about like broken down Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Not gonna lie, I thought it was a TV show. <laughs> Said it was a video game. So I almost feel like not poor Eric, but man, Rachel makes it very clear. She's like, protect yourself, Cassie. You're number one. Yeah. Which Cassie I think doesn't do, of course. Eric would have agreed with that, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you can't yerk an android. You can yerk a Cassie. Yeah. That you is can lead an android book. to a yerk pool. <laughs> but you can't make him drink. But is it Eric covers that, like, this amazing distance in, like, ten minutes at the end of the book? Just going to, like, I thought when he showed up that it was him just wrecking everybody. And I was like, now, nah, hold on. How does this make sense? And then I realized what was actually going on. How the fuck did Eric get there? He ran yeah. and swam he's, quickly. He's like the Flash. He's automatic. Hydromatic. Oh so, okay, I guess I missed where they hey, actually wait, like, no. turned everything back online. Is he, is he Grease Lightning? You gotta finish it. You can't start it and not finish it. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Look. The worst thing about Greece is finishing it. The second worst thing about it is starting it. I won't sub su I won't force you into both. <laughs> subject, that's the word. I won't subject you to both. But Aaron Tivet is in the never mind. Anyways. So okay, it just felt like a weird plot point. Like I I guess for me it wasn't quite clear that they got everything back online. I think that came because the machine gave the, you know, override shut down, yeah. function restored. Right. Then threw in the self-destruct sequence engaged. Yes. Yeah. It uh, it, it was very clear that he was back online and then immediately got that self-destruct thing and was like, oh no, I need to get there quick. Okay. I also maybe read this 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But he can also make anyone's fries, so. It's a joke from the book, you guys. Fries? He can make anyone's fries? He's the kitchen droid. He can make Julianne's fries. Oh. You mean Julianne oh. fries? Yeah, <laughs> anyone's fries. Look, I say this as someone who is responsible for some truly heinous puns. That one hurt. <laughs> no, it didn't. That one made me laugh. Because I could just feel Cassie's anxiety. Yeah. There have been a couple times in the last couple of books where they've been in, in sort of like 
crazy situations and they've had conversations that just made them laugh. I'm, I'm thinking about the calamari thing. There was, I think, another one in here that I don't remember right now where it was like, uh, you know, everybody just started giggling. And those are absolutely my favorite parts of the book. When they're on the verge of hysteria from like the yes. fear and yes. anxiety of what's coming. The 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was another good one. <laughs> you mean a journey under the sea? Yeah. I thought it was on Nick at Night. And then everybody it's a voyage. <laughs> and then uh, uh, someone called the Chi and tell them they're doomed. Their only <laughs> hope is a collection of idiot kids standing around in the woods debating cable channels. Those are absolutely my favorite parts of the book. Yeah, this was a very funny book overall. Yeah. I, I also enjoyed, um, oh, let me see if I can find it. When they're talking about the security as birds and like how stupid is Eric to put their lives in the Animorphs hands and then they're like oh I really kind of like think that's respectable and then he's like yeah well if you find them so amazing their security number is six yeah yeah tough code to crack I want to live on this ship though the ship is like the most positive thing in the entire world can okay can we cast the voice of the Pimelite computer? Because I have a candidate. Okay. Michael Sheen? Uh, Tom Lennon. Oh, Tom Lennon's pretty the, good. He is the voice of the uh, the ship in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Um, but also voices so many people and plays so many people on so many things. Who is Michael Sheen? By Do you watch who? Good Omens? He's on Good Omens. I mean, he's oh, on oh, plenty okay. of other things, but that's the most recent. I, yeah. I, the whole time in my head, I'm like, Martin Sheen? No. Martin Sheen? No. And I'm like, that's not right, Michael no. Sheen. I like Tom Lennon, though. I think that's a good choice. What? He was in the music video for Weird, Weird Al's Foil. Oh, I totally watched that. <laughs> oh, it's very good. It's a parody of Royals about aluminum foil. Ah. Which actress do you think was an android? Oh, oh, I even thought about this. Given the timeline... And just kind of the the comedic potential of it. I went to Marilyn Monroe. When did she die? The verse? The what? <laughs> I said what I said. Wikipedia Marilyn Monroe. 1962. What I very clearly said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she works. Yeah. Like, I just imagine them pulling robot Marilyn Monroe out of the closet, fritzing out <laughs> of of uh, focus. What was her name in The Wizard of Oz? Garland? Garland? Was Judy, that Garland? Judy Garland? Judy Garland. That would have been my vote. I just, like, find it funny that they're talking about how horrible that it is that this android has to be a homeless person. And Eric's like, I'm in fucking middle school, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's in mean, junior think- high, but... I feel like there's a logical through line here. She does the Marilyn Monroe thing. She hates all the attention and public profile. She is, she establishes an out for that life. We'll just make it look like she overdosed. And then she's like, I want to be someone who no one will ever notice. Yeah. I also really love this visual. Tobias, he snatched some cop's gun and is flying around like a psycho bird, scaring everyone half to death. Yeah. Even Strake is... Trying to crawl under a squad car. <laughs> this sounds like something that uh, Scully and Hitchcock would make up <laughs> on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But then they'd have the flashbacks where you're like, oh no, they didn't make it up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we went out we went out to get a couple of hot dogs and we were on our way back, but we were held up by a red-tailed hawk with a service revolver and we dropped them so he'd leave us alone. So we had to go back and get more hot dogs and that's why we're late and covered in mustard. Yeah. Well, that's why Hitchcock's covered in mustard. Scully's a different reason. Like, did you get the gun? Oh, no, we got the hot dogs. Turns out he had a license. <laughs> They'll give them to anyone. Not in New York. I can just, like, imagine it's him just trying to fly and hold the weight and like not trying to like scare anybody he's just trying to fly (laughs) i mean i just want them to taking it a step further like picture the recoil that that poor bird would go through if he actually fired it like think this thing through the bird's not going to shoot more than one of you well okay is the bird (laughs) is the bird in air or is the bird standing on the ground while shooting (laughs) Well, it's it's hard to fly around waving a gun while standing on the I'd say I would land on a car, and I feel like that would be a whole lot funnier to watch. Just, like, line it up on the car? Yeah. <laughs> just watch a bird fly backwards completely off a car. This red-tailed hawk just rolled up, rolled down his window, <laughs> shot me, and drove off. You think a bird could pull a trigger with its feet? I mean, they gotta be strong enough I'm to pick up say, yeah. a rabbit, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that, I'm not even gonna Google the grip strength <laughs> of a red-tailed hawk. It's enough. The real question is, can a bird operate a safety? Yeah, that's just a little click, right? I mean, with the intelligence to know there is a safety and where it is and how to deal with it, no. <laughs> Tobias, probably. Yeah, d- Tobias. Tobias, the hawk with the most military <laughs> training in the history of the world. <laughs> He can probably take apart and put back together. I'm sure. God. I'm currently running through Axe's morphs because I'm so curious. Like, he comes as a skunk, which is very good and very helpful. <laughs> but it's like, does he sit there and go, I have no morphs that are, <laughs> you know, powerful? I mean, I guess he does have the polar bear and, and yeah. also an elephant morph. I kind of assume that, like, the goal was to get him in unnoticed. As much attention as was already on the scene. Yeah, I mean, he did save the day, but... Like, if you're going for stealth, but also intimidation potential, like, Skunk is a very good pull. Yeah. Does he have any kind of snake? I know Mark... Yeah, he has a snake. He has a rattlesnake. Yeah. Yeah, because he did not bite Visor 3. I mean, he bit Alaran. Visor 3 just wiggled out. How did they get a... No, you know what? None of them (laughs) That's stuff I can look up later. I had something I really didn't like about this book. Yeah? I don't know about you guys. Um, When they're drawing straws about the whale. Uh-huh. After, I mean, Rachel volunteered, so, like, whatever. And so Rachel and Tobias cheat. And it's kind of a big deal because, like, Tobias is basically going in to watch Rachel's back. It doesn't feel like that big of a deal. But then Jake snaps at Rachel. Seemed so out of character. I, see, I don't think so. I think it's really in character because i don't know there's something to be said for for if we're going to do this thing it needs to be done the right way also it is his cousin there's a kid yelling i thought thought it was a bird (laughs) no it's a kid uh um no i i thought it beloved hannah barbera character bird (laughs) mom (laughs) um i don't know i just like He's basically yelling at her for getting Tobias involved. Here is where I think I come down on. Jake realizing what happened with them cheating and Tobias 
cheating for himself to get in to have Rachel's back is very in character yes. for Jake. Jake going off on Rachel like that for it is not. Yeah, I just... I Okay, yeah. I, think I can see anything, in a Jake's book where he's like internally being like, you guys are assholes. This is bad. Yeah. This is not a good thing to do. Why did I let this happen? And I could see but, like a Jake takes Rachel aside and says, hey, look, you know he did this because you did yeah. this. Be careful. Yeah. But to like angrily snap and be like, you fucked up, essentially. Yeah. Now, the other side of it is... Every character is portrayed a little bit differently in every other character's book and as kind of keyed into kind of how bloodthirsty she is, it could be that that is Rachel's perception of Jake. And in a Jake book, it would have seemed more measured, but Are you calling Rachel kinda... overdramatic? I'm... I would never. <laughs> it is I, Tahani. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a mirror at Rachel now. I just watched all of season three again, and she, it is I, Donnie. He called me melodramatic. Yeah, so babe, what's which, the point? Which good place character oh, is yeah. each Animorph? Oh, no. This will be the second podcast in as many weeks that I have assigned other characters to good place characters. Let's Chidi do this. and Cassie, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, obnoxiously so, and not just because... Oh. Is Eleanor Rachel? Yes. I think Eleanor's more Marco. See, I think there's a very go for it vibe. Also, no. oh fuck, what's, uh, his, what's name? his name? Uh, Tahani's Jason? soulmate. Jason, Jason is Marco. Jason yeah. is the Marco. No, because Marco, yes, Marco cracks jokes and everything, but Marco is smart and calculating. Marco understands well, human not nature a... and how to get to point A to point B. Marco is a fucking Slytherin. But yeah, but he's, there's not a dumb animorph. But there is there. Is... There's Jake. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that Eleanor and Jake, because they're both kind of the yeah. leaders. We we all can agree that Janet is yes. ass. Yes, that's very, very obvious. Oh, in a, in a TV reboot, can we make Axe a female Andalite and have yes. Darcy Carden be Axe? Yes. The moment I saw her in episode one of Barry, I was like, why didn't anybody tell me she's in this? I've seen episode one of Barry. She was in that? Yeah, she's the friend that keeps like repeating or um, there's like... The girl who kind of like leads the group and Darcy's like the little follower that's always right next to her. Oh, maybe that's why I didn't connect the dots. She's also in bonding. I'm trying to think which one Tahani would be. I don't think these no, line up as well. I don't think well. they do. There are a couple obvious ones and then a couple really muddy ones. Yeah. Uh, Marco might be Michael. I can buy that. Wouldn't I think. Michael be more Elemist? No, that's the yeah, judge. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> And, uh, uh, Raymond Holt's husband is the Krayak. <laughs> Sean. Sean. Sean is the Krayak. Oh, that makes Adam Scott Drode. Adam Scott yeah. is perfect for Drode. <laughs> oh, very excited for that show to start back up. Or, to amend our Brooklyn Nine-Nine picks, uh, the Vulture would also be a good Drode. Yes, yes. What'd you think of the Drode? I like the Drode. Did you remember the Drode? This is one of those books that I could not have given you a detail of beforehand, but reading was very deja vu for for me. Like I can I remember where I was sitting reading this one. <laughs> what did you think of the Drode? I like the Drode in that it brings us further into the Elemis Cryak stuff, and that's that's really where I wanna be, is is in the middle of that. I also like the idea I wanna be where <laughs> the bullshit is. The uh 
the idea that the Cryak has this little little gopher guy, the little henchman coming out. It, it sort of tracks. I like it. I enjoyed it. His own personal yes. mix at Spitlick. But isn't the Elemis just a mix at look? Look, let's not... I, I feel like we're more into, like, high father dark side territory with Elemis and Yeah, Craig. okay. That's fair. So, like, if dark side had a mitz at spit look. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, we'll go with that. Jack Kirby does the <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of his offer to Rachel? That it makes perfect sense and it fits with the evil future that we saw. Yeah. This way lies yep. barbecue sauce. Fucking hell. Yep. I knew it was coming. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought about when he offered the job. I was like, okay, well, there's the start of your evil timeline. You know, yeah. I don't know that she says yes ever, but that's how it, this is how it begins, at least. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, we see some of the frustrations with Rachel and Jake, you know, and a couple books ago it was that he had her come for David, knowing that she would kill him. This book, it's when he comes in and immediately takes control. She's got like, some... says the thing she just said? Yeah. I got a great meme for that. I gotta dig it out. And it's like a weird annoyance, but relief at the same time. So... I am curious to see, especially with the ghostwriting, like how that relationship's going to go. Do you think the Elemist and Cryak? Well, we know need that there's just bone. Yeah. What? Need to just bone? <laughs> get over your sexual tension. Come on. Just like kiss a little guy. We'll be okay. <laughs> get the dolls together. Come on. We know there are alternate timelines because they got taken into one. <laughs> yes. If the Elemist and Cryak were to spawn. Why? Would you get Q from Star Trek? I think you get Locutious. Because the crack's like part machine. Well, that's machine. true. That's how, the, that's how you get Borg. Yeah. Do you want Borg? This is how you get Borg. Also, like, I'm going to keep this, this fourth world thing <laughs> going in the same way that, like, for all of the multiple Earths in DC, there is only one new Genesis and one Apocalypse with one set of new gods on each. I think there's only one Cryak and one Illumist for all of these timelines. Yes. Yes. Wait, no, my brain, it's its a Friday. <laughs> There's one different Elemist, or it is one encompassing Elemist? I think across the entire multiverse, there is a single Elemist. Okay. Or set of Elemists, because we still don't really know. Yeah, I mean. But I don't think, like, there's an Earth-1 Elemist Bob and an Earth-2 Elemist Bob, and they're, like, parallels of okay. each other. They're the ones that can see across the multiverse. Yes. There's, there's one Elemist and then one Elemist with a mustache. <laughs> we have to talk about this. So <laughs> We have to talk about what? Tim, you weren't here for this. I've got to tell you about this so you can laugh at me. I start the hangout and I'm looking at something else and st- setting up GarageBand and all of that. And Tim hops in and I don't know, you were on the chat for what, a good three yeah. or four minutes. Before I actually looked at you and immediately, like, had there been a drink in my mouth, would have spit it out because... In the, like, few days since I last saw Tim, he now has a goatee, and we are, in fact, talking to Mirror Universe Tim. I feel like Tim had a goatee last time we recorded, but I'll be honest, by the time we usually are recording, I can't see. This is why I have the two glasses, and I don't usually look at the screen, so. Fair. Like, I feel like you've been rocking the, um, what is the Green Lantern dude's name? Alan Scott, Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan look. With all the, like, salt and pepper. Oh, no. I, uh, Obvious salt and okay. pepper. Okay, so this has been... I almost went with Reed Richards, but then I was like, I don't think he has a goatee. Uh, he does but, not. Uh, right here, I have been in... Okay, and I'm pointing to my temples right now for the people at home. <laughs> I have been intentionally trying to grow gray hair 
and white hair so that I will have the Hal Jordan look. I don't have to try. That part of my hair just comes yeah, up very I, great. I'm just I like, don't know how you actually that's the part try. I, can't get to die. I just look at it and sort of say, I hope if I go gray, it happens there. And it sort of has been. It's the secret, but a very small scale, <laughs> unimportant version of it. That's not fair. Maybe it's very important no. to you, Tim. It's not. What superhero has a goatee? Stephen Strange, Tony Stark, they're goatee buddies. My god. You were way too on top of that. Awesome facial hair bros. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis' run on Incredible Iron Man. It must be my Iron Man comics. I was like, I know I looked at a comic recently that had a goatee. Now I can only think of people with goatees. And I can think of none. Except for Alex. <laughs> What's funny? Now I'm picturing nuns <laughs> with goatees. My stepdad grays in the same way. Where it's like, he has no gray hair up here, but it, his goatee yeah. is all gray. I have, I'm really old right here around the mouth. I've been going gray since I was 16. So <laughs> you. Like, don't even. I'm not going to point out, and by not pointing it out, I am pointing it out. The phrase, I have an old mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all I can think of. You're welcome for my not pointing it out. All I can think out. of is Indiana Jones now. It's, it's not the years, it's the miles. No, stop. <laughs> How do you measure, measure a mouth? Nope, there's the heavy sigh. <laughs> we did it. So giant squids. <laughs> giant squids. There's definitely no way that we can make inappropriate <laughs> comments about giant squid. I mean, at least I didn't go with a fucking sperm whale. I at least, like, tried. I mean, both of those are pretty loaded. Let's be I, honest. Uh, I did not know that a giant squid would fight a whale. I feel like I've seen... I feel like there's a famous illustration of this. I also maybe thought that sperm whales were the kind that ate plankton, so I don't actually know which whales aren't plankton eaters. Outside of killer whales, they're assholes. I don't know anything about whales. Like, except what I learned from Animorphs. <laughs> then it is doing what they set out to do. Which is that they can somehow communicate with dolphins without using words. And they understand and consent when you morph into them. They did not ask for consent for this one, but... It did get it back in the water, so... Oh, shit, sorry. Apparently, on Roku, when you pause Netflix, it eventually unpauses itself. I was like, I heard a, so. I heard a school bell. I was like, oh, I'm late. <laughs> on... Oh, no, this is... A, Tim is asleep. <laughs> you fall, you've fallen asleep podcasting, Tim. You're having that nightmare where you're late to podcasting class. And you're not wearing any pants. Whatever you do, don't stand up. Also, there's a test, and you have missed the last six classes. I really want to go But to it's pop. opening night, and you're on, <laughs> even though you've never seen the script and don't know what play it is. I, I, those aren't my scary dreams. My scary dreams are falling from great heights. You don't have school anxiety dreams? No. I don't have school anxiety dreams are either. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I, I was still... valedictorian. Fuck I don't have you. school anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated with over a 4.0. That doesn't stop me from not or from still having school anxiety dreams. Well, okay, I was college. insufferable. Take one I'm, of each. I'm going to find something that makes me sound smart and yell about it. To no, I got nothing. I did not do either one of those things. If we want to needle my anxieties and fears, let's talk about me dying yeah. alone. Hey, that's mine too. I I have this fear of falling from the bottom of the plane because they didn't bolt my seat in. I right. can assure you, you're fine. Oh, uh, like yeah. that one, you have the anxiety that I can help yes. with because I can tell you all the losses that can happen you, on your plane. You, you can tell front brain all you want to. 
<laughs> oh, no, yeah. trust me. Backbrain's never going to believe you. <laughs> There's that one seat that's just welded to the bottom or riveted to the bottom, and they're just going to pop out one by one, and I'm going to have a heart attack long before I ever hit the ground. You know, there's actually a name for that seat. It's Tim's yeah. chair. So I'm guessing that Free Fallen is not your favorite Tom it Petty is song? Not. Can we convince you to go skydiving? Okay, good to know. I mean, for what it's worth, I'm not afraid of heights, but I hate the sensation of falling. So I won't even get on, like, Tower of Terror at Disney. It's just so uncomfortable to me. The only reason I haven't gone skydiving is because I just haven't. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -mm. Also, now that I work in the losses, I'm like, man. If, If I were to be on a plane and that plane were to begin to crash... I would still have to think about it. <laughs> There's like, here's a parachute, Tim. And I'm like, eh. What if I just jump right before that's, it hits the ground? That's exactly what I would think, too. I'd be like, I could do it. I've seen, I can do it. I've seen that episode. Tim, I've seen that episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> you can't do it. But I would. I'd be like, we're awfully high. Can I wait a little while before I jump out so I'm a little closer to the ground? No. Because that's what I think about, physics. too. I think about first going up in the plane. Hate it. Then jumping out of a plane would probably die. But then the thought of pulling the parachute and then just hanging there and waiting. Oh my god, it makes me sick just to think about it. Tip, 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 my friend. How do you think parachutes work? <laughs> you don't just hang suspended in no, the air. Yeah, but no, no, no. You fall at a slower yeah, rate. No, 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 but you know what I mean. Because you'd just be there waiting and it'd be like you know several minutes before you actually hit the ground and it would be i'm really enjoying this horrible this book was like an anxiety fest for me so please yeah. keep talking about your yeah. fear i realize that you don't suspend it in the air but you do slow down and you have to stare at the ground a long way away <laughs> that's weird acme made this parachute and as long as i don't look down <laughs> i just keep hanging here oh no i looked down nope. oh god i would be like impossible to deal with if I had, like, one of those actual parachute guys strapped to my back, and he's just hanging on, and he'd be, like, talking to me, and I'd just be somewhere else. I would have left my body. Screaming. So, what you're saying is, when we acquire morphing powers, you are not becoming a bird. I'll be something with wings. Like yeah. a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about the idea of, like, having no gravity or weightlessness? Does that bother you? Um, it depends... Okay, so like the way they do it in movies where they fly up really high and then fly down really fast, that sounds just nerve-wrackingly horrible. Are you talking like on the planes and a yes, vomit comet? That's I'm a... talking about like floating in space. I, I, I imagine that's that would be, train. it would be disorienting, but not horrible. So you like space. Like I, I, I imagine I would be not comfortable because it would be so different than what I know. But I don't think that as a concept bothers me, if that makes sense. Would you get in one of the spinning gyroscope astronaut training machines that looks like that sculpture from the World's Fair in Men in Black? Yes. I rode Mission to Mars at Epcot. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh, well, you're practically yeah, a spaceman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say I... That's why your business card says Spaceman I, Tim on did it. You, did you also ride the... Isn't there a flying one? Yeah, well, no, there's, there's two versions of it. There's one where you... Just like watch the movie, and there's one where you actually spin around and it makes you feel like you're doing it. And I rode the one that makes you spin around. So yeah, I'm pretty much astronaut trained at this point. Now, did you spin right round, <laughs> yes. baby, right round? Yes. Oh, I can't remember the name of the band. Rat. No. So Snoopy Ship. <laughs> Dead, Dead or Alive. alive. Oh, that was it. There yep. you go. Um, yes, Snoopy Ship. Yeah. 
Snoopy ship. Which does sound like the best place on Earth if it wasn't, you know, a million miles under the sea. Starship snoopers, if you will. <laughs> Three miles. Three miles. Well, that's even lower now. Yeah. Yeah. I did also enjoy that there was talk of Disney maybe getting a cruise line to kind of date, like, yeah. when Disney got a cruise line. <laughs> yeah, I know people who go on Disney cruises, like, every two years. I just, it didn't hit me that those haven't been around my entire life. I've, I've never been on a cruise. Me neither, and that's Me okay. neither. Because you know what sounds awful? Being yeah. stranded on a boat in the middle of the water. Doesn't sound fun. You know what sounds great? Being on a boat in the middle of the water. No. As opposed to being no. in the middle of the water? Like, I guess, like, I'll take option one. <laughs> Can we talk about how many times they have to morph in the ocean and they're just bobbing there and it's like, something is going to come and eat you or you're going to drown and I cannot deal with this. I like by how the end, two of them are just kind of holding Tobias <laughs> out of the water together. Yeah. Like, I want, I want, I want someone to draw that. Two animorphs <laughs> holding Tobias above the waves. Also, poor Axe. <laughs> like, can't swim. Looks uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think it was even uncomfortable. I think it was like, looks awkward. Awkward, whatever, still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like. <laughs> I still want to know if they spin their tails like propellers. <laughs> I doubt it. But also, maybe. And then they just kind of, like, rise up on their hooves like, like they're water skiing. That's how I, that's my head cannon now. Have I drawn a water skiing shitty andalite? <laughs> I don't think I have. Also, he ate a snail with that hook. Yeah. And we almost learned what was going to happen to the shell and how it was going to be excreted. <laughs> but they cut him off. I was so mad. I do wonder if that's like a good writing tactic. Maybe I should write that down. I don't know how to end this sentence, so I'm going to have someone interrupt <laughs> them. Yep. There was a sequence where Rachel was talking about, you know, the death that works beneath. Oh, here it is. I just opened to it. Uh, the squid was locking me up, and now I was sinking down to where the atmospheric pressure would crush even me. Down to where my burning lungs would force me to excel. Down to black death. And of course, my brain goes to down when it's wet to under the sea. No, I hate it all. I hate all of it. <laughs> I am Rachel and Tobias in this being like, no. No. You know what Tobias's theme for this one is, though? It's surfing bird. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> that was the most smug drink I've ever seen anybody take. <laughs> Always and never. <laughs> like Sounds 30 valid. episodes in and I finally did it. <laughs> uh, I do wonder, because I don't remember much of the 30s, I'm going to be honest. If this is going to turn into like a just Elemist uh, and Cryo. You meant the book series 30s. I, I mean, you, I'm only 31. You the 1930s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or no, I don't remember those much at all. No. Yeah, I'm regressed into past lives at all. No, no. But at one point, I was convinced that I must have died on the Titanic for how much I hate water. But then I realized I probably didn't die that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> what a great, a great epiphany. <laughs> I probably didn't die that fancy. <laughs> I didn't die fancy, like those Kennedy cousins. So, you know how I must have died, right? <laughs> you totally fell I out did. The there air. was one chair that was bolted to the bottom of the plane. <laughs> What's funny is you keep saying this. I don't think they're bolted they're to the bottom of the plane. Not... I think there is something between yeah. them. There's always one separate uh, chair. No, uh, but there's no way to get rid of the irrational fear that, like, for whatever reason, they had a hole in the bottom of the plane and they're like, well, we can put another seat there if we just bolt a panel right to it on the outside, <laughs> not the inside. I mean, I mean, 
Tim, there is a way. It's understanding physics. I'm totally down for you fearing helicopters and hot air balloons. I would totally do a hot air balloon. I don't. I there there's something like that feels like you're giving yourself over to nature in a hot air balloon. <laughs> you yeah. are. And you know, what, you know what nature is going to do? It's going to light you yeah. on fire. That's and it's what's like, going to happen. You go where I tell you to now, balloon boy. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I, I recognize the inherent risk in hot air balloon. You don't hear freak parachute accident or freak parasailing accident and think, oh, that person was somehow particularly cool in a world traveler way. You think, oh, well, they just fucked up. You hear, died in a hot air ballooning accident, and that person is a 20s adventurer. That person is Indiana Jones. It doesn't matter who the fuck they are. They became Indiana Jones in the moment of that death. If that is how I go, it's the coolest way possible short of astronaut. I watched the iZombie episode last night where Liv eats the preschool teacher brain, and she's like, and Major's like, she told, no. Ravi's like, she told me I could be an astronaut. And Major's like, hey, me too. We don't all want to be astronauts, Liv. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently Alex does. I did want to be an astronaut as a kid. I recognized I never would be, but I always thought it would be cool. I went to space camp and realized that I had the same fears about space as I do about water. I have never been more jealous of another human being than I am in this moment. I've been to space camp (laughs) at least three times. I am okay. now three times, <laughs> at least three times more jealous than I was. I really ago. thought you meant because of the matching fears between spe- space and water. <laughs> I also had a moment where I was like, because of my fears. <laughs> but... No, I wanted to go to space camp so What's much. What's stopping you, Alex? Space camp still exists. Alex, do it. Go. Go to space but camp. if you go to space camp as a kid, it's with the understanding that you could someday go to space as an adult. If you go to space camp as an adult... It's the opposite of dying in a ballooning accident, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) There is only one hope for me for cool death. And it is in the sky with thin cloth and fire. Space camp does still exist. Yeah. In fact, it's being rebooted. That's cool. So would you you go? Would you have a destination in mind on your hot air balloon trip? As in the movie? (laughs) No, the sky. Oh. But not a landing place where you'd be like, I'm going to travel to somewhere via hot air Probably balloon. where I started so I could get back in my <laughs> car afterward and go home. Because <laughs> if I have not died in a hot air balloon accident, it's a cool thing I did once. <laughs> but I am no cooler and therefore I will just go home. I've met two astronauts. I don't, like, I've also scanned plenty of files of hot air balloon accident. That's fine. To quote a different Han Solo character, never tell me the odds. Hold on. Oh, I have that on a sticker. How many... I meant, I meant, I meant uh, Harrison Ford character. <laughs> I, I understood. How many of your hot air balloon accidents were hot air balloon crashes into other hot air balloons? I don't remember. How many times have hot air balloons formed some sort of <laughs> hot air balloon rat king? The only, like, <laughs> vivid memory that I actually have is, like, scanning it with pictures of burns, so... Oh. Oh, that's not cool. How much, how much do you think it costs to insure the Sky Whale? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I really have this. Also, can you ride in the Sky Whale? I mean, if you know what you're doing, you can ride in anything bigger than I, you. Whoa. Um, so, <laughs> I, 
I really want to, like, see, and I don't want to see, like, this happen bad to anybody, but I really want to see. <laughs> and I want this we, to happen, put, but nobody to die. Yeah, I, we need I robots. Want, yes. We need robot pilots. I want to see, a, a, like, an air collision between two hot air balloons. A, to see if they just bounce off each other, and B, to see, like, the people, as they're slowly getting closer to each other, realizing that they're going to hit. <laughs> Do they keep just, like, blunt sticks in hot air balloons to, like, push away other hot air balloons? Like, Good news. breaking up an ice flow? There are YouTube videos. Of, of hot air balloon crashes? Hot yes. air balloon fender benders? Mid-air collision hot air balloons. I'm gonna have to go watch this. I have to see how those end. Like, I would naturally just assume they bounce off each other and keep going. No. You're assuming that they're, like, on the same yes. plane yes. in space. Yeah. And, like, one higher than the other... Also, physics, have you ever seen a Newton's cradle? Yeah. Wouldn't they do some I'd of that? they going fast enough, I guess. Or with enough force. Newton's second law also okay. applies here, too. All right, fair enough. All three of Newton's but laws. But I just assume, fact. like, hot air balloons move at, like, I don't know, half a mile an hour. What? <laughs> I thought they were really slow. I mostly just want to know what happens if I Google this. How fast do hot air balloons go? If it says half a mile an I mean, hour. It hit me. I met two astronauts and I was like, oh yeah, I was supposed to meet a third, but then he got sick and had to have surgery. And I never checked to make sure he came out of that okay. So I was not paying attention to you guys, I'll be honest. Up to 15 miles. Oh, I know that's how, uh, yeah, up to 15 miles an hour. Sometimes more, sometimes <laughs> less. Interestingly, I think if it's up to 15, it's no times more. <laughs> sometimes less. <laughs> Another answer. How fast do hot air balloons travel? Hot air balloons travel as fast as the wind <laughs> is blowing. Because they have no forward propulsion system, they will never travel faster than the outside air current. Well, no shit, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we are so off topic. Are we? Are we? Or are we just phasing over into the Timverse again? I think this was a good book. This was a good book. I don't think we have to quite go to the Timverse yet. Can I read just uh, okay. one sentence? One sentence from the preview chapter of the next book is that I just saw. Spoilery. It's called Kissing, Axeman. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me Marco says it. This is what spawns all the Marco Axe fanfic. Nope, it's Tobias. <clears throat> the end of that paragraph is, of course you need lips. <laughs> no, no beat clicking going on. There's somewhere in this book where Rachel's like, yeah, I guess I just like a boy with a beak. Yes, she does say that. You know what? It's complicated. <laughs> this is why the Facebook status, it's complicated, was invented. For when you just absolutely <laughs> are into birds. When your boyfriend is trapped as a bird, it's complicated. But also, he has her back. Always. It's just like that Avril Lavigne song. You make a lot of Avril Lavigne references. <laughs> do I? <laughs> or do I make the same two Avril Lavigne <laughs> references over and over? Is it a function of quantity or frequency? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I vote we never record on a Friday night again because we are too brain dead. I vote, I mean, I generally vote that because it means cramming to read for panelology the next morning. But no, this is fun. I enjoy this. It's anything can happen Friday. <laughs> oh, they sign up to scare. Getting to that point isn't a big concern of theirs, 
Oh, for the love of God, woman, is it too much to ask for five more minutes? Oh my goodness, Lizzie Bennett's gonna have to interact with the other actors in the haunt between scaring the crap out of all the people. They just don't know what they're missing. I'm sorry, Bev, I was just practicing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fuel haunted house thing. This is Alan, and he wants to scare with us this year. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Haunted Hell House of Horror. The Haunted Hell House of Horror is a new comedy series about people trying to be scary from Haunted Griffin Entertainment. See you opening night on Friday, September 27th. Doors open at 8 p.m. For more information, follow us on Twitter at HHHOHPod. Or visit our website at www.hauntedgriffin.com. How do you think Axe would feel about hot air balloons? I bet they'd make him nervous with that tail. Yeah, what if he accidentally started cutting lines or poking balloons or whatever? Well, I That's think what he I'm has better control of his tail than that, too. I don't think he would like it. I get the feeling that Axe likes to be on the ground or like a simulated ground. Like if he's in... Isn't a hot air balloon just simulated, yeah. simulated ground? No. I don't know, Tim. If you go in a hot air balloon, are you going to feel anxiety? Well, hang on. You could you could maybe lay <laughs> sod in the basket of a hot air balloon. <laughs> I think you run the risk of it rotting out, and you then Tim style falling. <laughs> but you're standing on something, so it's simulated ground. Uh, my point being, I was going to say I don't think he'd like being in the air, and then I expected one of you to be like, "But he's fine on a spaceship," and I'm, <laughs> that's not the same thing. <laughs> oh no, because they have grass. <laughs> All right. Alex's animal fact. Okay. Sometimes these are get-rich-quick schemes. Sometimes they're cool trivia. In this case, I just need to tell you guys about this one really neat kind of mouse. Okay. It's called a grasshopper mouse. I don't know why, because none of the information I found about it has (laughs) fuck all to do with grasshoppers. This is a mouse that lives in, like, desert or semi-desert environments. And eats scorpions and centipedes. It is immune to the poison of scorpion sting. And is just really fucking fast for fighting off and eating centipedes. Damn. To celebrate its victory, it throws its head back and howls. And because it's tiny, kind of sounds like a tea kettle. (laughs) Did you watch a video of it howling? I did. (laughs) Okay. You know that three wolves howling at the moon shirt? Picture that, but with little mice. Little gray mice. Okay, I know what I'm looking up after this. I will send you the link. Um, It is also known because of this howling habit by a much more reasonable and also cooler name, the werewolf mouse. Oh, fuck yes. And as it is Friday the 13th and a full moon, as we record, and as we release, will have been that a few days ago, it seems somewhat thematically appropriate. The werewolf mouse. I do like this picture of a mouse howling with the moon in the background. This is like the cutest fucking thing. I want one. Charlie, can we get one? Will it eat Charlie? I don't think it will eat Charlie. If you have scorpions, it will eat those. Not here, but I definitely remember there was a problem with them in in where you guys are. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we have them in our warehouse at work. No bueno. Okay. I really want to. I wonder if you can keep them as pets. You've got to be able to, right? You have to listen to it howl. It's like a tea kettle. I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah, I found a National Geographic article with a video and everything. How did you come across this one? There was an article on Deadspin about it. Okay. 
Which means probably while I was looking at either Kotaku or Gizmodo, I saw a link to that article because I'm never on Deadspin because I'm not a sports person. I didn't even realize it was a sports thing. It's mostly a sports thing. I think it is. Although it's new ownership, which is a venture capitalist firm, really wants it to cover more like general events, which is why a lot of its uh, leadership is leaving. All right. Well, yay for giving Dead Space some time. Dead Space. (laughs) Dead Spin. Hey, anything to make fun of venture capitalists. Dead Space 4, coming soon. All right. So I'm ready. I'm ready for y'all this week. I did. Oh, oh you I have do. predictions? Okay. And I'm sitting I, up straight. I'm I ready. Think, I think that y'all have fed me this one. Okay? And I think okay. this... I don't even remember what the next book is. It's, it's called The Experiment. <laughs> and I think that okay. experiment has to be... It can only be one thing. And I think y'all were gonna... The plan was to make fun of me. And I didn't get it, but I got it. I'm onto your little game. I'm going to be honest here, Tim. You've kind of crossed <laughs> the threshold of sounding like you have an answer to sounding like you know you don't. It's Yerkbots. Okay, the, the experiment is that they're building Yerkbots. Honey, that was last yeah. book. That was the whole thing last book. I think it was like two book. books ago. I'm not even sure when it was now. It wasn't no, the last it was book. the last book. <laughs> yep. Okay. It only feels like it's been that long. You got Mail. that too but not from scholastic a bookmark yes. what was on that uh, bookmark? i think it's axe turning into a cow okay don't have a cow man if i told you that's the cover and we did last week so are they turning cows into andalites yep that's it you nailed it <laughs> otherwise it's just axe otherwise it's just axe out. turning into a cow one of the great sci-fi <laughs> tropes <laughs> Yeah, that would be so out of the wheelhouse for these books about creatures well, turning into other creatures. Happened one way, or another thing happened in the other. Yeah, another. I don't thing. see how X turning into a cow is much of an experiment. Okay, the animal on the cover usually has some meaning to the book. I.e., the book we read today apparently had a giant squid that is also the same size as the human, which bothers me. But <laughs> that the squid is moving too. away from you, even though it's in front. It's a weird optical illusion. <laughs> I guess. Because um, it's like 60 feet or something, and I'm like, hmm, that's a really Axe, tall girl. Axe takes All on right. the beef industry. Tim? We are going to cross over into that podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network. Yes. Yes. All right, Tim, may I have a verb, please? Wrangles. Wrangles. Wrangling. <laughs> we're, Which is technically we're doing, the, you know, yeah, noun We're, we're doing a order. rodeo thing yeah. here. I need a noun. Um, bowl. I need food. Hamburger? I need an animal. <laughs> I'm not going to use bull again. Um, a bison. If you want to use bull again, I'll let you have another stab at that last no, noun. No, 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 no. Let's go with this. Let's go okay. with this. Okay. I need another noun. Ranch. I need a final noun. It's waiting for... I really wanted to throw stampede in there. Um. A stampede is a noun. That's true. I was thinking of the verb. The there, verb. let's do a noun. Yeah, yeah, stampede. Is it bad okay. that I went with ranch... Oh, that's 100% what I assume Tim meant. The Yerks have entered the world of Wranglin. They are working on a drug that prevents human expression of bull. That sounds like a really important drug. The test drug has been approved for distribution in hamburgers. You got that one right. The only way for the Animorphs to get inside the operation is to morph into the very bulls being led to slaughter i'm sorry bison being led to slaughter will they stop the experiment or sorry will they stop the ranch 
Can they destroy the stampede? Did you give him the right word there? Yeah. It's also the title of the <laughs> book. True. So, like, you know. Did I actually get hamburger right? Was that right? Hamburger <laughs> was correct. <laughs> it's the first time. And bison was Ooh, supposed I'm to be cows. To be fair, I do think you, like, one day went, I'm just going to go with the wildest thing, and came up with, like, book <laughs> 11 or something. Yeah. Yeah, but I was not close. I thought this was your thoughts. I had to be... I had I had to no. be steered into this one. Oh no. Oh. You know how you make a steer, right, Tim? No. Okay. It's a steer after it's been castrated. No, I really didn't know oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want I to don't. be steered then. I don't. I was really was proud great. of that pun. Why did you take the <laughs> No, it was a very good me. pun. It was. The puns <laughs> yeah. are my thing. Stay in your lane, Tim. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> Look what happened when you tried to do animal trivia. <laughs> I did appreciate that on um, the Robcast, you guys addressed that. Yeah, yeah. I had to do a whole apology <laughs> tour because of it. You want to plug anything? The Haunted Hell House of Horror podcast comes out September 27th, and I am a tiny bit on it. So everybody should go subscribe and listen to it. The day after the good yep. place comes out. What about you guys? Anything? Anything? Go ones on. Panelology, the Rob Thomas. No, not that one. Robcast. Those are comics about or they podcasts about comics. <laughs> and right now, Veronica Mars. If you enjoy listening to Tim predict Animorph plots, you might also enjoy Alex <laughs> predicting Veronica Mars Mars plots. What about you, Meg? You got anything? Uh I have a short story coming out next month. When does this come out? Yeah, next month. Which you'll share stuff in the Discord and the Facebook group about it? Yeah. Okay. Once I can release information, I shall. We have a Facebook group? We don't, but we have a Facebook page. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought okay. that was the same thing. It's okay. <laughs> I don't Facebook, so I could have just not known. We'd like to thank Christina Red Spinks for our show art. If you're interested in getting some cool art, email c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit Chaos Does Art on Instagram. Peep our social means. At Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Website is mindsatyerk.com. Spell yerk, Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate review us on Apple Podcasts. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Let us know if we aren't on the po- your podcatcher of choice. All right. Say when. When. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Tim. My name has been Alex. I'm Megan. And until then, we fight.